welcome to Health by Heather Hirsch, a podcast dedicated to uncovering many of the women's health issues many of us are wondering about, but few of us are talking about. My mission is to expose the current gaps in knowledge and care on all things women's health. Enjoy. You guys know I take my sponsorships really seriously here on this podcast. I want to introduce the sponsor for the next five episodes in the Women's Health by Heather Hirsch podcast, The Millie Device. The Millie Device is an all-in-one vaginal trainer with millimeter-by-millimeter gradual expansion and built-in vibration, helping women overcome vaginal tightness and dryness, which leads to vaginal penetration or insertion difficulties. For more information, go to millieforher.com, and that is spelled M-I-L-L-I-F-O-R-H-E-R.com. You definitely want to check this out. Thank you, Millie, for sponsoring today's episode. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Well, I realize it might not be morning when you're listening to this, but I woke up super early so that I could get this recorded before the construction workers came back. You guys know I've been talking about how my attic is being remodeled, and soon I will have my own podcasting studio. Well, my husband thinks it's going to be his man cave, but I think it's going to be my podcasting studio. So there's some still left for debate on the table. Anyways, today I wanted to talk about talking to your daughters. And if you don't have daughters, nieces, or whomever in your life that's a younger female, talking to your daughters, that will sort of be the uh, metaphor about menopause. I've been thinking a lot about this, and many of you know that I have a daughter, and how important it is for us to talk to the younger generation about menopause, particularly because so many women in this generation, so many women listening to this podcast know or tell me that they never learned anything about menopause, and they specifically didn't learn anything from their mothers. Now, this is certainly not a, I blame that, your mother. However, I think that we could perhaps do better. And I don't think it was your mother's fault. I think it is still the social construct that menopause is taboo, that women's bodies are taboos, especially women's reproductive cycles seem to be very taboo. And we've broken down a lot of barriers in talking about sex. We've broken down a lot of barriers in talking about pregnancy, preventing pregnancy, contraception, And then again, most recently postpartum, but we need to learn how we're going to talk to our daughters about menopause. So that's what we're talking about today. A few weeks back, I set up a Google voice account for this podcast, and I need one of you to actually use it because no one's called in yet and it feels a little lonely, but I figured this is a really good episode to catapult using this Google voice because I want to know anything How did your mom's silence or lack of passing down, you know, strange myths about menopause affect you? And how do you plan to talk to your daughter, your nieces, that younger female in your life about menopause, or have you? And how did it go? All right, here is the number to the podcast Google Voice. It's 617-383-7410. Again, 617-383-7410. 7410. Maybe if I say it in a cheery voice, you'll memorize it. But please feel free to call in. Now, I won't answer. It's going to go straight to voicemail. 
But how exciting to do a follow-up episode on this with your ideas, not just mine, because I want this to really be a community. And I'm happy to give you some of my thoughts and my ideas, but I would love to hear from you. So one of the reasons I think it is really vital that we talk to our next generation, our daughters or nieces, about menopause is because of the way they see it through their eyes. And I know this because many of my patients will sit in my office and have the realization that the symptoms they're experiencing that may be causing them to feel irrational, to be more hostile than usual, to not get any sleep, to gain weight, and then not feel so great about themselves. They have this aha moment where they realize, I see that that's what happened to my mom when I was X years old and how terribly that affected her. And when something affects mom, it spills over to the rest of the family. It spills over into her partner and to you and to siblings and to her work and etc. Menopause is not an isolated thing. You know, something like high blood pressure is maybe more isolated. You, Your mom had high blood pressure. She treated it or she didn't treat it with medications. It got better or it didn't. But menopause is a physiologic and psychological huge shift in the middle of your life. And this can happen to the, the mom when, if she has children, they are younger, like will be for me since I'm an older mom, or perhaps they were teenagers and a little bit more into whatever it was that they were doing as a teenager. But still, many of my patients are like, oh, that's, this is what happened to my mom at this time. And I wish I knew because we all knew mom was not doing good and no one knew how to help her and no one knew what was going on. So the way that children, and I'm using children kind of softly because again, it could be a teenager, could be a niece, it could be, you know, your neighbor. The way that they see it through their eyes is a, is probably with some worry and probably also with some anxiety of what could be happening to mom? How will this affect me? What is happening to mom and dad or mom and mom? And you know, that's not explaining what's going on certainly could be detrimental because, well, if we explain anything, even if we use the softest terms, at least that gives some context. And at least that forms little neuronic synapses in those child's brains that will better remember that memory as something that is a part of a stage in almost every woman's life. Now, of course, not all women are going to go through menopause the same. They're certainly going to be very different, and some women don't have symptoms at all. And you might think my mom didn't have any symptoms. But still, I think that knowing that mom's going through something, her body is changing, her reproductive life cycle is changing, is really important for us to talk to our daughters about because then they can put it into context then they can also start to form the idea that not only does puberty happen, but menopause happens and that it is a cycle that for good or bad doesn't last forever. Of course, the second thing by talking to our daughters is this is going to help break down the taboo. This is going to help break down the barrier that we are not supposed to talk about this this more nasty part of our reproductive cycle, the end of it. And I actually, of course, certainly that's not true. There's actually a wonderful and many good things about 
the menopause transition. And if we can start to focus on that while we're teaching and talking about the end of our reproductive life cycle, I think that's really important. And of course, not only are we breaking down the taboo, but we are number three, providing information. It's funny because when patients come to see me, they will start to think about their mother's menopause and either they remember a tumultuous time in their house or they don't remember anything. In fact, the New York Times did a menopause documentary a few months ago, which I posted on my Instagram. Feel free to follow me over there. I'm at hormone.health.doc. And it was like, I didn't know my mother went through menopause. Now, that was sort of the title, meaning that we don't talk about it so much that that we didn't even know our moms went through menopause. But women will also sort of sit there thinking and trying to recall, and it can be really difficult. And then they'll sort of come to the conclusion that mom probably suffered in silence or went through it in silence, if not suffering, because not all people do, and it's wrong to characterize it that way. But many people do. We know that 70 to 80% of women have symptoms. And that feels so isolating to realize that mom was going through something that you wouldn't understand for another 30 or so years, but that there was nothing that anyone around her could really do to help her. And certainly we're in 2021 and education is still hard to find or the right information is still really hard to find. So we could certainly imagine going back one, two, three, four decades and thinking about how hard it was then and how much not even was it taboo, but probably more of like a stigma because certainly youth will always be something that is valued in society. And menopause is a time where we realize that we're certainly certainly one step away from youth in terms of physiology, but not always necessarily mentally or emotionally or how we physically look and feel. But it's something that tells our bodies, it's a clock that tells our bodies that times are changing and we are no longer really considered physiologically youthful. So thinking that mom went through that without any help makes a lot of people feel a lot of sorrow, knowing that they might be in the same shoes now, but that there is something called the internet and there is something called YouTube and there are some sources of information out there. So again, it's removing the stigma and the taboo and it's increasing knowledge about menopause. And we're going to get to that next. I just want to remind you that my course, The Complete Guide to Menopause, Everything You Ever Wanted to Know, Your Doctor Never Told You, is available for you to take online at your own pace. This six-hour course that I created covers everything you could ever want to know about menopause. Ideally, it's like sitting with me in an office and having a long conversation about menopause, the definitions, the facts, and the evidence behind making the right decision for you. In this course, I really walk you through how to come out of this journey feeling confident and successful instead of confused and frustrated, which is what I find so many women go through and why I became a menopause doctor and why I created this course for you. If you want to learn more about the course, simply go to my website, heatherhirschmd.com slash course. There you can also find all the wonderful reviews and you can browse through all of the different lessons and the first one is free. So check it out today. 
So the question becomes, how do we do this? And when do we do this? All right, so this is where I need your input. Remember, the number to call for the Google Voice is 617-383-7410. I want to know, how did you talk to your daughter about menopause? How do you plan to talk to your daughter about menopause? Or how did your mom talk to you about menopause if it was a positive experience? Because now, as a community, we need to brainstorm. So do we teach women about menopause? When they go through puberty, I guess they're not women at the time, they're young adolescents, they're teenagers, they might even be as young as nine or 10. Is that the time to tell them that this ends? Could be the silver lining. My husband always says, don't don't be the silver lining person, but I don't know, it could sound like a pretty good silver lining when you have your first period. Well, DeMille, that's my daughter. Well, DeMille, this will end someday and it's called menopause. I don't know, saying it out loud sounds like it's probably a tough conversation to have at the same time as you're talking about beginning your period. Maybe the time to talk about menopause is when you're going through menopause, if you feel like you're up for it. Um, it, it could certainly be therapeutic. It could certainly be helpful. It could certainly help you put into context for your family, your daughter in particular, what you might be going through. And I'm no parenting expert to remember. I have two young children, but I could imagine that this might still stick in their brains because we watch how children learn something that we taught them when they were two or three, come back to them when they're like five or six. And it's so amazing to see how plastic our brains are and how much they actually retain that we don't even really know they can. But perhaps if we talk to our daughters, our nieces, while we're going through menopause and they are watching us either have struggle or simply just change, change our routine or change our habits or simply change the vitamins that we buy at the grocery store, it's a good time to start to talk to them about the changes that happen at menopause. That our levels of estrogen, our levels of testosterone start to decline And that that can bring on some physiological changes, such as the alteration of our periods or stopping our periods. That can also bring about sleep changes or mood changes and changes in our brains and our hearts and in our genitourinary tract. And that these are really important because while this happens for the average age of woman in the United States is 51 and a half, and certainly I preach all the time that menopause can be at any age, but routinely, if we're in our late 40s, or if we're in our early 50s, and we still have one, two, three, four decades left to live or more, that this impacts our health in that second chapter. And that's when we really want to focus on our health because of how much we still want to live and give and do for ourselves and our partners and our families. And so that might be a good time. Now, I don't know how kids are going to react to this. So if you've had this conversation, that is why I really want to know. This is something that I think about a lot, especially as I talk to my patients and I hear about their experiences or I think about in my own life and how that conversation might go. 
but I'd love to know if this was received, if your daughter simply kind of gave you a confused look and moved on, or if it really resonated. Because we all probably also know that our moms, for the majority, and again, I could be wrong, so call if this is you, didn't talk to us about menopause and how frustrating or confusing that probably was for us and for her. So if we can do a better job for the next generation, I think that we're really up for that. And I think that we're really in line with that or really in tune with that, with where we have come in 2021. You know, it's my hope too that this could help to promote the change that we wish that we could see, the change that we wish that we could make, or the changes that we wish were given to us. That our daughters are prepared, that our daughters understand symptoms, that our daughters could really remember when that happened to mom, that they could feel comfortable going back to us and asking us about our symptoms and about our treatment and be really open with that. Whatever your treatment was, perhaps it was lifestyle and meditation and journaling. Perhaps it was listening to, I'll probably be pretty old at that point, you know, Dr. Heather Hirsch talking about menopause on your weekly walk with your dog, which I know many of you do, which I think is so awesome. Perhaps it was hormone replacement therapy. Perhaps it was non-hormone therapy. And also talking about the importance of screening exams as you get older. It's not just about pap smears and STD checks anymore. Now it's about protecting our breast tissue and our bones and checking our cholesterol, making sure we don't have diabetes and high blood pressure and staying really healthy. But I think that's going to be so important for them to be prepared. Something that I feel like my patients now currently don't feel. And that's not necessarily mom's fault. This shouldn't have to all come down to you. Unfortunately, that is sort of the way it kind of falls these days. Although, as you know, I'm working really hard behind the scenes and so are so many of my other colleagues and my mentors and people at the North American Menopause Society and the International Society for the Study of Women's Sexual Health. People are working hard out there. But we also could certainly use your help because so many of you want to help. So many of you want to know what you could do. So many of you want to see better for the next generation of women. And that's what makes my job so fun. It's like medicine and feminism like mixed together. Uh, and it's it's just, it's, it's so amazing to see what my patients are capable of and what my patients' ideas are. And so I'm just excited to be a vehicle to sort of spread this forward. But yeah, to have our children actually feel prepared and to be able to say, mom, what did you do? So there's my dog front of you walking your dogs currently. <laughs> And I think that's so great for you to be able to say, this is the path that I chose, or this is what my symptoms were. So this begs the question is, you know, how common is it to pass down symptoms, not actually passing down symptoms, but how common is it to experience menopause in the same way that your mother did? Well, we don't really, really know. Certainly there's tends to be some patterns. For example, if there's autoimmune conditions in your family, like premature ovarian insufficiency, which is 
likely autoimmune or a thyroid disorders or pernicious anemia or celiac disease. You could also have an early menopause. It's interesting to note that if, you know, everyone in your family had hysterectomies, what does that mean? It could mean that there was fibroids in the family or heavy bleeding in the family or symptomatology of perimenopause. And now we try and do more medical management IUDs so we don't have so many hysterectomies. So it is really helpful to know what symptoms your mom had. And even if there doesn't mean that that's exactly going to happen to you, it could really kind of help you as you are thinking about what age menopause might be or what symptoms you're kind of run in your family. I always have a patient or two every once in a while that's like, I'm always like my Aunt Chelsea and everything Aunt Chelsea has. I have the same body habits as her. I have the same medical conditions as her. And so you want to ask Aunt Chelsea too. And so again, it's not just for our daughters. I'm using that as a metaphor here, but our nieces and just the next generation of younger women. Maybe you're a teacher. Maybe you're a coach. Maybe you're a fitness instructor. How we're going to talk to that younger generation as they go through perimenopause and menopause is so, so, so vital. So knowing what your, you know, knowing that you can translate to your daughter or the next generation, especially if they're related to you, what you went through is also really helpful for them to think about this and to think about family history and to think about how that could equate to what potentially is, you know, down the road for them in menopause. And just as I'm talking, that leads me to, you know, the next thing, which is what if it's not someone that you are genetically biologically related to will still, I think the same things apply. Knowing that other people went through something that you're about to go through, in fact, not even other people, like half the population, knowing that half the population is going to, went through menopause, and as the as young generation start to go through menopause, we're gonna, they're gonna have such a clearer path. They're gonna know that they're not alone. They're gonna know that a lot of the things that my patients worry about, such as Am I developing early onset memory loss or early onset uh, dementia because of the brain fog and the cognitive changes and the sleep disorders that happen at menopause? They will be able to say, ah, this is perimenopause or menopause a lot sooner than we were or our generation, right? Knowing that they could be having hot flashes and that they're not getting the flu or that these could last for a few years is really vital knowledge for them to make decisions about their health. So all of this means that hopefully we can really arm our daughters as a metaphor for what's to come in the generations that are going to follow this generation. I was actually watching Firefly Lane last night and it's a new show on Netflix and there's this hilarious scene and I think it's like episode three or four and Catherine Heigl is the star of the show and she comes into this room and she's like hot and she's sweaty and uh, her her friend's mother puts some ice on her wrist and says, yeah, you know, does that feel better? And she's like, oh, that feels so much better. And she's like, I still have them too. And she's like, you had what? And I was like, well, hot flashes. She's like, well, no, 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 that's not what this is. And she's like, well, no, I... mm." I, I I think that could be Catherine Heigl's character is like, no, no, I'm 43. And she's like, yeah, mine started at 43. And Catherine Heigl just stares at her and has this realization that like, the, what, huh? Like, I'm like young, I'm 43. I mean, this is, this is absolutely bizarre and out there, but it's not. That's the point. And I loved that scene. I wish I could like recreate it or like put it somewhere. But um, it's another really interesting 
social, cultural, something that just came out in 2021 about how we talk to each other about menopause and perimenopause. And that was it. You know, that was the whole conversation. So it made me really think and it made me really know that we could do better for the next generation. We can really help to uh, put it into context for them, number one. We could really help to remove the taboo and the stigma, number two. We can really pass on a lot of knowledge about either what symptoms we went through, what symptoms our friends may have went through if ours weren't so bad, because again, not everyone's are the same, or what symptoms Aunt you know, Chelsea may have gone through, or which would be our sisters if we have sisters or our friends, since we start kind of opening up that dialogue. And then we could better prepare the next generation so that they know a lot of these symptoms are related to the hormonal shift in perimenopause and menopause, just like we've taught them about postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety and postpartum conditions and being a young mom and how that can affect marriages and how that can affect uh, body composition and how that can affect mental health. We need to do the same for the next generation in in their experiences at midlife and perimenopause and menopause. All right, guys, that's what I have for you for today. Thank you so much for listening in. Again, don't forget to call the number. Even if one of you does, I will be very excited. 617-383-7410. You can call for anything. Like if you have a, a something, a feedback or a comment on another podcast episode, you know, I listened to your last podcast with my partner and it was so helpful. Let me know. That's what it's there for. And I'm going to start putting some of these clips up on the show as well so that you can listen to each other because that's really what I want this to be. I've been talking for for a few years now, and I love having guests on, but we need to hear from you as well. If you love this show, please give it a review. Please send it to a friend. Please send it to anyone because it is growing on iTunes and it is growing really fast. And that is so exciting. It's not just an ego thing. It's because I really want the message to get out. I really want to expose the gaps in women's health care at midlife and at menopause. I want to break down the barriers, break down the taboo, and give you the evidence-based information that you need to make the right decision about your midlife and menopause. I want to remove the shame that you don't that you need to go through it naturally or that you can't go through it naturally or that you can take hormone therapy or that you can't take hormone therapy. And I know this podcast is jammed full of knowledge that I've learned over the last many, many years. All right, well, it seems like someone might be at my house, so this is perfect timing. You can hear my dog, Zoe, barking, and I thank you guys so much for listening in. Thank you for your comments, your reviews, and stars on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast, and I will see you guys next week. Bye.